This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to... No Gimmicks Needed! Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you... To be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, here you see him, Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmick Seated Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Andy, and joining me is that Deion Sanders of Primetime. What's up? What's up? Bruh. 2022 is now in the books. It is what a year of wrestling we had. Yeah, it Uh, was uh, ups and downs and surprises. uh, uh, Please, I think surprises is an understatement of shit that happened in 2022. This is going to be the most chaotic wrestling year since 2002. You know, uh, and trust me, for for those who can remember that year, uh, if we but uh, honestly, if we go back, uh, before before we get into any of this stuff, uh, I want to make sure you guys look. Um, happy New Year to you guys out there. Hope you guys are enjoying the new year. Hope you guys enjoy the holiday season. As me and Prime are back now, give you guys. Uh, our podcast and things like that. So I want to make sure you guys check out the No Gimmick City Wrestling Podcast. Check out the Nerd Guys Talk Podcast where we're going to be doing our 2020 uh, to uh, breakdown as well for that. Uh, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond and Drunk Dog Sober Tongues. And also make sure you guys check out Prime and Lee Boy TV's uh, Prime Nostalgia Podcast which happens every single Friday. It's the New Year, New You Prime Time. Did you guys have a closing out year episode on Friday or no? Uh, I am so sorry. Say that again. I said to you guys, I was promoting y'all. You, uh, y'all. No, I heard podcast. that part. I didn't oh, yeah. I said, said did, did y'all have a closing out podcast uh, for the end of 2022? Well, we did a Christmas Eve podcast. We just did a, our last podcast was at uh, Glenn Leonard. <laughs> you know. That was our last one. Okay, I'm about to say... I'm about to say and it's actually doing pretty good. People are actually liking this. You know? I, hey, look. I, I'll be honest and say I wasn't the biggest Glenn Leonard fan. And I, I, I think it's more so of the era he played in opposed to him, the person himself. But I enjoyed that interview. I learned a lot. Yeah, so... People are actually asking me to do a part two in the comments and DMing me. Like, people are finding my page and DMing I like it to a point, but like <laughs> people just randomly calling me. I'm like, bro, you can't call me on Instagram like that. Come on. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Other than that, yeah, people are lacking it. They want it more. So we'll have to give them more. I'll see. I'll see uh, what Glenn is up to. Man, you know good damn well you want to make a part two. I mean, I would want to make a part two. He wants to make a part two, but you know, I might be like, y'all ask questions or something. Oh, please. I had plenty. Say, so, we'll see. Because, you know, you don't mess with Richard. <laughs> Richard got street cred. Yeah. So, in this 
in this podcast, though, we, we're going to talk about, you know, we, we, we got our best matches, our worst matches that, that obviously that, that we're going to give to you guys. But instead of doing, like, you know, top moments or, super, you know, or what was the funniest thing of the year, we're just going to talk about 2022 in a whole. Because there was so much packed into this year. And like I said, it just reminded me of 2002. And if you go back to 2002, that's when uh, Triple H had just returned after his quad injury. Uh, you had the SmackDown 6. Hogan came back. Hogan and Rock at WrestleMania. Uh, Undertaker, Undisputed Champion. And, and then the, the birth of Brock Lesnar as we know it. Uh, now, the, the birth of the Ruthless Aggression Era. The debut of John Cena. That whole rookie class of Brock Orton, Batista, and Cena was out there uh, was just crazy dope. The birth of the Elimination Chamber. That uh, you know the 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 the, the, the uh, resurrection of the heavyweight championship that was given Triple H. Like there was so much stuff that happened in two thousand two. That this one now, I think two twenty twenty two can top the cake because obviously we have we have two wrestling big wrestling companies a lot of things have happened in and it wasn't just for the like for wrestling fans to know when it comes to 2002 wrestling fans will know all that stuff that i just spilled down to them but i'm talking about stuff that now people who don't even watch wrestling who came to me and was talking talking about all this stuff and that's 2002 in a whole and uh we already know what the biggest moment of 2022 was. But I'm going to go back a little bit and start about um, how one, one of the biggest moments that we had at the top of the year in 2022 was the one of the creators, one of the people who helped put this thing in motion and create AEW, one of the senior VPs, left... And came back to WWE, and that man is Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Cody, Cody, that was like a shock at the beginning of the year because there was rumors happening. And there was rumors with Jericho. And I was sitting there thinking, like, this man created AEW with the Young Bucks. And I remember the, the whole promo that they had when it was Cody and the Young Bucks that took their own money and did the whole all-in pay-per-view. You remember that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then now they came back, and now, uh, now all that's the thing, and now AEW was I mean, born. I, I knew it was gonna happen because like they said, the, the relationship was so bad that they were not on speaking terms. It's like it was so bad to where like even when um, and it, ooh, it must have been bad for a long time because even when Brody died, there's a picture of all of them and little Brody. Yeah, and they weren't on speaking terms then, and that was like right when he died, and they took that picture. So I'm like, you talk Cody and the Young Bucks? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what, so, what 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 got their relationship so bitter. I think I'm 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 gonna be honest with you. I think they started it started getting bad around the first stadium stampede. Okay, fill me. Why in. I said that because because it was supposed to be Cody, the Bucks, Kenny, and Heyman. Uh huh. But then, uh, Cody didn't want to be in it or whatever the case is so then they put Matt Hardy in it oh okay yeah it's supposed to be the elite versus you know supposed to be the, the elite it, Cody mm. wasn't elite it was the elite Cody Kenny Hangman but then you know 
Yeah, so, you know, actually, now that you said that, yeah, I, I didn't even uh, think about it like that. So they haven't been, really been talking in, in a long time, but I guess they were cordial. And then when I see that picture of them and Brody, I was like, oh, they actually got together to take that picture. And then after that, you know, obviously, I'm like, okay, well, I'm assuming if his rumors, he gonna leave. Then he gonna leave because he they don't, you know, have a real relationship anymore or whatever the case is. Yeah. Okay. It was kind of messed up. Cody was on. He was all on BT, and that was all cool. And then they all did they thing together. Then they just not talking no more. It's kind of yeah, kind of. And like I said, when at the beginning when they started taking shots at WWE, it was all Cody. Especially when, you know when he broke the throne and stuff like that. You could tell mm-hmm. that it was more so like I want to go here and, and show off of what I what I can do, and then come back. And I think that's what happened at. Uh, you know, between them two. So, and I think, you know, it was, you know, they probably felt he was like 2 W oriented, but he left and he came and he debuted at WrestleMania against Seth Rollins as a mystery opponent. And he got the whole shebang. Everything, it was like they just took, copy and paste Cody out of AEW and put him in WWE. They gave him everything. They gave him his fireworks. That long as all that stuff and, uh, his uniform and his music they gave it all to Cody for WrestleMania now they can't they, now I'm glad that they changed it at first at first they tried to give him the little ramp when it was like nah that don't work out the little what the ramp cause no they don't they don't have the elevated stages anymore so he can't do the ramp oh and yeah one time they tried to do the ramp his like head was just popping out of it so it's like okay well <laughs> yeah <laughs> change that though. fair enough but hey, he, he made a, he made a huge impact on WWE coming in, coming in this year, and then him and Seth Rollins had great feuds. The unfortunate thing with Cody is he got injured and he tore his. And it wasn't even in a in the match. It was because Cody, I think, is a pretty safe worker. And you know, what I'm saying he he don't have those kind of matches where. Well, never mind, because he definitely did put Andrade through a table, a burning table. And he took the brunt of that, but. Uh, he tore his pectoral muscle off the bone and proceeded to go out there and have a match of year contender uh, with Seth Rollins in Hell in a Cell. So, you know, that that, that took ball. So that right there was was kicking off the year along with, like, when you come with some of the goods of Cody coming in there, the worst Royal Rumble that we have gotten in years because we was on track of having, like, a string of decent decent rumbles like uh 2018 where that was in philly that i went to to that one mysterio came back and nakamura won and oscar won the women's one when brock lesnar was just running rampant for the first half of it until drew mcintyre came out eliminated him and then he won and drew mcintyre won the royal rumble but then we get this shane booked royal rumble and where there's no surprises shane mcmahon comes out there there is not enough women on the roster and they, they had to bring Mickey James in the Knockouts Women's Championship, which they already spoiled three weeks in advance because they had no fucking women on, on the Rumble. And where Vince fired his son Shane. And then we had Brock Lesnar uh, ending, the, ending Big E's very short and very uneventful title, uh, title run at day one because Roman had COVID. <laughs> What was you about to say? I wasn't gonna say nothing. I was listening. Oh, 
because Roman had COVID. And like I said, I understand that, you know, uh, Biggie wasn't going to hold the title long, but I was like, I, I mean, you could still book him to have a, a pretty decent title run because his 2022 was really kind of fucked up because he only held the title for about, what was it, four months? And then he came in in, in uh, day one and then just lost it to Brock. Uh, in that fatal five way and then come about two months later Ridge Hollins uh, doesn't get him over rotated for belly to belly and that Big E breaks his, breaks his neck and now it's currently out it does not get reevaluated on his neck until March so we still don't even know if he will ever be in the ring again Mm-hmm. If you ever have a career, and and I, and I felt kind of bad. I was like, when you look at twenty twenty two, Big E really did, did, just did not have the greatest of years. Nope, but it's all right. Big E is going to be in the Hall of Fame regardless. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, but he'll most likely be in there when the men's a member of the New Day, though. I mean, he won the championship, so I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, but then. We weren't done yet, so uh, going go back to the good. Another thing that I did not see coming is that they were they were teasing something uh, that they were in discussions with Stone Cold Steve Austin for WrestleMania, and I ain't believe any of that shit to be honest with you, yo. I ain't believe none. I said there's no way. I, I did because of the, the same people that it comes from. Okay, because, yeah, I, 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 I didn't... Now, if it's from Meltzer, I probably wouldn't believe what. For some reason, Sean Rossap, he's not right all the time. But if he's hearing something, then that means it's being talked about. While Dave Meltzer just thinks, like, Jay Vest just says stuff. Yeah, you so know what? Like, if Sean Rossap says it, then it's, like, more of, like, a possibility than, like, a Dave Meltzer or whoever. I'm about to say it, because, you know, Sean, Sean Rossap does, yeah, he be in the ballpark. It's not like not he's not right all the time. I'm saying if he if he's heard it, and yeah. it's just being talked about or it's being discussed. Like it could, it, it could or it could not happen. Like they were thinking about it. Yeah, like I said, so, so it, whether it, it, he he may not be right, he could also be kind of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. And I was like really shocked that uh, Stone Cold was uh, came out and. Uh, they was building with, with Kevin Owens. I was like, oh, there's no way Stone Cold is even going to uh, do Kevin Owens. But then I, then I thought about it. I said, it's going to be in Texas. So I said, in 2005, when he did the whole thing with Piper's Pit with Roddy Piper and then Hogan and all that bullshit, I said, well, he can come and do the KO show. And then they could talk crap to each other. He could, he could be good. Like, you ready for WrestleMania? Give me a hell yeah. Get a couple beers. Get a couple Steve Weisers. Stun Kevin Owens and be on about his way. Did I think that Stone Cold after 19 years was going to come back into the ring and do a segment and have a 16 minute match with Kevin Owens? No. That was not on my bingo card. Mm-hmm. And I mean a 16 minute match to where as the longer the match went, the better off started looking because at the beginning he was looking rough. But as the match kept going, he started getting his flavor. Like He even took a suplex to the concrete. How old yeah. is Austin again? Fifty-six or seven? Yeah, took took that took took that shot to the uh, on the concrete, and you know Kevin Owens uh, was going to 
bump his ass off of him anyway. So, you know, uh, and took a stunner by Kevin Owens. I was just I like, mean, should be honest, I would rather Stone Cold take a pop up powerbomb, but I don't think he can do that. So you know, hey. Yeah, I don't think Austin could take a pop up powerbomb. If he power took a pop up powerbomb, I would have. I'm like, all right, all right, Stone Cold, you, you good, you still good, you can still come back and have a run. <laughs> have yeah. A, yeah. I mean, I eat out, and also, you know, this year's WrestleMania was actually pretty, pretty dope because he, even though Austin coming back, you know, Vince had a terrible, you know, showing trying to be against Pat McAfee. On, on night two, and then Stunkle came out and where he gave Vince the worst stunner, the worst stunner in wrestling history, and it ain't even Stone Cold's fault. Mm-hmm. It's all Vince's fault. No, it's Vince's fault. It's always Vince's fault, yeah. So, uh, that was, uh, yeah, so that, 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 that was early in the year. Also, when you go over to the, uh, AEW side of things in the beginning of the year we had the whole issues with MJF and MJF not wanting uh, in, uh, did that shoot promo on Tony Khan calling him a fucking mark in the cameras and he was uh, I was he was doing the storyline with CM Punk he lost a revolution in a dog collar match CM Punk ends up winning the championship uh, MJF feels as though he went on the interview with uh, Ariel or uh, Ariel Hawani and Tony Khan did not approve that interview of some of the things that he said, and they, they, they became like a legit beef between them. And I know MJF wanted some money, you know, wants some, some more money, and was like holding uh, Tony Khan hostage. And we didn't even know if he was going to make double or nothing or not to put over Wardlow, who was at that time. Uh, one of the hottest wrestlers in the AEW company. And uh, eventually, he did show up. Uh, he got squashed by Wardlow. But, I mean, you know, now when we look at the results, I'm just like, it, it still ain't helped Wardlow at all because we can see where MJF is at now. But doing that whole bidding war between, you know, of trying to get more money and stuff like that. You know, how do you even feel about that? Looking back, uh, looking back, I'm like, oh, MJF just wants to get paid more than what he, what they think he is, basically, you know. But I'm, talk, I'm, I'm talking about the way it's, and obviously it looks like there was some legit heat there, and then he did turn it into a storyline. But I'm talking about the way it was handled, or how he even handled it. Oh, I mean, he's 22, 23. I mean, he handled like he would like a 22-year-old would. So, I mean, it's, I, I can't say that the situation is so. I can't you know, it, it, it's, it, I, I, I only say that for a reason because it's amazing how we can say that and bring it up, but then it goes to the same effect of how uh, Sasha and Naomi was trashed for walking out on WWE. Uh, in May, mm-hmm. and that's why I want you know to, to, to segue into that because I felt as though that they were treated very unfairly because just, just like you said, no, they were treated unfairly. Because I think the thing is different was uh, Adam didn't mention MJF like that. Like they were the ones I was like, they let us all down, and all oh, that wasn't needed. You know, no, it wasn't even. They just gonna leave, and you gonna have a disagreement, or whatever. Then you gonna have a disagreement. You don't gotta mention them, but the way that WWE put it on Main Street uh, was, was that's what I didn't like. 
Yeah, well, I, I didn't like that neither. But also, even the circumstances of why they left in the first place, and how why they put the tattoo titles on John Laurinaitis' desk, they walked out from him and Vince because of how they because were. Him and Vince was the best tag team at the time. He said what? Him and Vince was the best tag team at the yeah, time. At that time, yeah, it damn sure was. And I was just like, you know, for what it was planned of what they had booked and what they wanted to do. And I think, you know, uh, uh, Naomi and Sasha, one of the belts at Mania was really trying to be like, hey, these belts suck. I'm pretty sure they know these belts suck. They are paperweights. So we're going to try to do something with these belts and make the most out of what we do. And when I say that, they were doing everything in their power to try to get these belts over. And they, they were trying to they were dressing alike they was doing the more tag team stuff they was going on social media and they were just doing everything to try to make these feel like a big deal and they didn't give a shit and they wanted to put them in some pawns and, and, and get them all busted up and then feed them to Ronda and Bianca Belair for Hell in a Cell to go you know just to get beat up knowing they ain't gonna win no championships that further brings down their, their tag team credibility so you know what they walked out and I'm not mad at them walking out, but the way it was handled, I felt as though it was just uh, <coughs> was very unprofessional of them, especially of how, you know, uh, the, the thing with uh, MJF. You know, and uh, I just felt as though that it was just highly, highly unnecessary. So when people can, you know, like make excuses for, you know, if, I'm not saying make excuses for MJF or stuff like that, but I'm also talking about you know you, you know stuff I'm talking about. I, mean, I would also say it is a different situation as far as MJF was sent home and they left too. It's a different scenario. That is right. I I can't even I can't even be be mad at you about that because you know you you are absolutely 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 right in that one. Yeah, uh, they was gonna just see him home until his contract ran out next year, and then that's what they was gonna do. But uh, they actually walked out and left. So I mean, obviously, you know, it's the same. But the situations are, you know, what they are. But like, there's no excuse for him to or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, they are totally separate situations. Yeah. Also, we got some uh, brands of. Uh, NXT, well, well, you know, I'll get to all that in a minute. Let's go stick on AEW and go to Forbidden Door. Pay-per-view that we had that was supposed to be AEW talent versus New Japan Pro Wrestling talent. Now, granted, this thing was flooded with injuries. And we couldn't get some of the dream matches that we wanted, such as, uh, was it Tanahashi versus CM Punk? Was it Punk? Mm -hmm. We did Tanahashi and that didn't work, so Moxie had to take it for that one. It's supposed to be a fatal four-way with Okada, uh, Adam Cole, Jay White, and uh, who was the other ball-hit thick uh, Japanese guy that's supposed to be a part of that. And then they had to get this other random guy to be a part of that. Uh, Ishii. Ishii, yeah. And he got injured, and that's supposed to be a part of that. And then it's supposed to be like a dry they taking on well, Osprey, but then something happened with Andrade because, you know, I'll get to the AEW daycare in a minute and it took on Orange Cassidy, who ended up having, in my personal opinion, the match of the night. 
because they had a great match and this was like Orange Cassidy's coming out party of showing that I belong here and I can do this. I go with the best of them. I've always said, like, you talk about Will Ospreay, uh, his matches, they all come up like I would say, you know, at least he's going to at least have one match in the match of the year conversation almost every year. Mm-hmm. Well, at least the last five, six years. So I'm saying, so this man is a great worker. So you already know that you you, you better come correct if you're going to be facing Will Ospreay. And I felt as though that Orange Cassidy held his own. You yeah, know? yeah. <clears throat> I'd say that. Do you think they're going to do a Forbidden Door too? Yes. I would love to see that happen. Hey, now, I'm not sure if they are going to do a Forbidden Door 2 and the two be like, you know, New Japan, in, you know, in, in Japan. Okay, yeah, we, we had it in the States this time. But yeah, now maybe going over to Japan and having it. I mean, I don't see why not either. Mm-hmm. It depend it depend on what it depend on what what they can work out this year, but uh, or unless they want to just add it to their slate, I would like that too. You said their slate, yeah, like five pay views a year instead of four. Uh, oh, I see. I see what you're saying now. That, that I mean, that could work out too. I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah, if but they need to move it because I think it was like it was like kind of like a month before. Then they, like they need to spread it out a little more. So. So yeah, we, we got that huge crossover successful pay-per-view. I was just like, wow. I didn't even, you know, think that that would ever kind of happen. Uh, you know, like we, we, we got Ring of Ring of Honor versus Impact before, or TNA, however you want to call it, or CZW versus Ring of Honor. Like, yeah, those things have happened, I'm saying, but ain't nobody, watch, like, like them gymnasiums, nobody's watching them things. You know, but uh, an established, legit company like AEW, going up against an established company like New Japan like my god you know you just you just didn't think that you would see that so it, as a wrestling fan it made me very very happy to uh, to see that and I know I did mention the uh, whole AEW daycare with Sammy Guevara and you know your boy Andrade and how and, and, and how Sammy Guevara has been start, has started fights with Eddie Kingston and Andrade backstage and to the point where it's just like, like, what, 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 what the fuck is going on, bro? Yeah, it's a lot. Sammy, it's Sammy. It's got to be Sammy. Hothead Sammy. It's got to be Hothead Sammy. Uh, oh yeah, I, I think I think he I think he's a he can be an instigator at times, you know. I think he's just going around getting under people's skin and being like annoying on purpose. And see who will probably react first. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but then when somebody hit him, he was like, uh-uh, they hit me. I didn't hit him first. And that's that's how that's how they would do. That's how yeah. people do. Uh when it comes to let's say uh some uh, uh this is not AEW, but we wanted Andrade. I have to bring up Ric Flair's last match, which was a hard to watch affair. I don't remember that. <laughs> You don't remember it? Not at all? Not Mm-mm. one little bit that Joe, you don't remember? No. Um Well, uh <laughs> I'll just play, yeah, no, it was it, it it was terrible. That's not something that, that you guys would wanna go out your way, 
you know, and even watch that because it's just, just you know, not good. They're going mm-hmm. right. Uh, they're going right there in the middle of the summer. We have the big news with because it's hard for me to talk about it last, knowing that damn well this thing happened right there in the middle. Uh, Vince McMahon retires from WWE. Everybody knows Vince McMahon is going to be the one that's going to die in the chair. But now here they have uh, retired for uh, sexual misconduct allegations and Hushmay that came out that, that, uh, that was looking bad at the company and they forced him into a retirement, which was is the biggest news that came out twenty twenty two by far. I know we still have to talk about bra- uh, brawl out and uh, talk about the stuff that happened with CM Punk and you know the Triple H becoming head of, head of creative and all this, huh? That's it. Yeah, the Triple H becoming head of creative and all that kind of stuff. It, it there is just a lot to talk about uh, when it comes to that, but. Having you know Vince McMahon retire, step down, and having Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan be your new CEOs of the company, I just had to get like like a, a quick thing like even knowing now like talk about it at the end of the year like how was just like you know just, just your reaction of that kind of stuff that's happening because nobody expected Vince to you know retire or step down. Yeah, no, nobody at all, even me. I, I did not have that on my list at all whatsoever. Oh, I'm just shocked. Like I said, that wasn't my big card. That wasn't any of my predictions. And that by far was the biggest thing of 2022. Obviously, you know, brawl out happened with, with the media scrum and CM Punk called out uh, mm-hmm. the Bucks and Kenny Omega embarrassing his boss, Tony Khan, on stage. We came to talk to a reporter about uh, Coca Cabana, who had nothing to do with this interview, and the guy wasn't even first Coca Cabana no more, but CM Punk was just insistent on picking a fight. And, mm-hmm. then, and then the fight happened backstage with all of them, including CM Punk's dog, and then uh, I forgot who, who CM Punk, Punk friend that bit Kenny Omega. Yeah, probably. No, I said, who was CM Punk's guy that was in there with him? Oh, oh, uh, Ace Steel. Hey, still, yeah, they came in there and and bit him and shit. I was just like, okay, uh, that was you know what I'm saying that, that was very unfortunate what happened there, which led to obviously that one night where AW was trying to get back into it because they was having some hard a hard summer and almost about, a, about almost a little bit of a hard year, and they finally got the young bucks and kid. They got the elite back, and they had CM Punk. CM Punk won. The, uh, the AW Championship. Well, um, well, yeah. No, he had the championship back. Then he won. He won it back from Moxley, and then you had the Elite that won the Trios Tag Team Titles. But then, what happened was that it just, it, you know, uh, it, it got in the way, and the fight got in the way. And next thing you know, they had to, uh, uh, to kind of strip them all of their championships, and CM Punk, you know. Let's talk about them buying him out of his contract, and you know him, him not gonna be there. But the Bucks uh, have been, been been suspended, and I was just like, that was just some, that was just not a good look on, on AEW. They had a a very like stain on them when, mm-hmm. when, 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 when it came to that. Uh, Triple H takes over 
It's head of creative, and now it was the sworn of bringing people back that were wronged or never given a chance by Vince. You know, from Karrion Cross to Tegan Knox to Dakota Kai to Hit Row to um, who else? Who else came back that he gave a chance to? One of them, Braun Strowman is back. Bray Wyatt has come back. You know, there there, there has just been a lot of. Uh, freshness in the last six months dealing with uh, Triple H and dealing with, with you know with his side especially after this was in 2002 it's funny 2002 was yeah, he returned from his injury and you know and the crowd popped off for that in 2022 is when he had to officially retire when he put his boots in the ring at Wrestlemania and he, offic- and he officially retired so you know that's true a, 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 a lot going for Triple H. Um, how the rise of the bloodline and how, you know, uh, the, the bloodline, especially in, in the second half of the year, has been the most interesting storyline, especially going in there with Sami Zayn every single week and how Roman has just been in God mode. That was just a sum up of, you know, everything that happened to 2022 i know there's things we can go more in excessive details and stuff like that but um that's what happened so me and prime right now are going to talk about some of our uh top matches from 2022 and worst matches of 2022 that before we didn't even uh in the pockets and get up out of here so uh <clears throat> it's, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a short one today but yeah t- 2022 was a crazy year and it's like I wonder what twenty twenty three is going is going to hold, you know. Like I said, we we see the rise of Logan Paul and NXT change and drop the two point stuff, and it was just you know it's just you know a, a a lot of a lot of crazy and good and bad things that happened in twenty twenty two. But let's how about we just uh go on down and get on with the matches. All right, guys. So with all the talk about 2022 coming to an end or by the time you hear this podcast it's probably already 2023 but we have for you guys now me this is just me and prime in this section right now because we're talking about matches and 2022 produced a slew of great matches this year and it also regurgitated a lot of worse matches so, Prime, I'm going to give you the honors. Which one should we start with? The best matches of 2022 or the worst matches of 2022? The worst. The worst? Yeah. All right. Let's get this out of the way. So, I came up with a list of I, I one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, actually, I do have ten. Ten of the worst matches of 2022. Okay, so me and Prime can sit there and talk about them, and, 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 you know, and how we feel about them and stuff like that. So I'm gonna start off with number ten. Number and this this is going also this is my personal list. I know there was worse matches. I know that there are a lot of matches that people may be like, well, I didn't think that was too bad. This is my personal list, and I'm going by what you know match that really like annoyed the fuck out of me that I had high hopes for or maybe not high hopes for, but it was just bad. Okay, you ready, Prime? Let's go. Okay, I, I, I was wondering where you was at. Okay. All right, here we go. Number 10. Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair 
WrestleMania 38. We knew when Ronda came back and she won the Royal Rumble, I was like, oh my God. She, we thought, I, I was hoping that she was going to do Becky Lynch, but Becky Lynch was already in the program with Bianca Belair. It didn't make sense to take her out of that right now. And it, 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 she was already a heel. And uh, I was like, it, just, it just wasn't going to work out that way. So, But now they put, they put it in there with Charlotte, and then here we go. And it's like, okay, Charlotte and Ronda had a good match in Survivor Series, but this one just didn't come off well at all. I didn't. I look. I, the trip with that match was not that good, right? Charlotte and Ronald the first time was good. Yeah, yeah, the one, the one Survivor Series, but I wasn't talking about the the, the, the overhyped WrestleMania was a thirty-five main event. I thought that was overrated. I mean, yeah, that match wasn't good, but like, I'm saying like Charlotte and Ronda has had a good match, and then Ronda came back this run. I'm just like, I don't care anymore. That's what it seemed like. So. All, all Ronda Rousey matches should be in this list, to be honest, but hey. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny you say that because I, she does have another match in this list, but you know who's... I, I, I have at number nine, Bobby Lashley versus Omos. It doesn't matter. These guys had a trilogy of matches, and they all sucked. And to be honest with you, anything Omos did this year sucked. And that's why, because I'm not going to give... Say that about Ronda, because Ronda could work. She if she if she cares. Omos still can't work. You know what I'm saying? And he, he's just a more glorified uh great colleague. Black great colleague is what people be calling him. And they had the nerve to put Bobby Lashley and Omos in at WrestleMania and then WrestleMania Backlash and then again at what was it Hell in a Cell? And none of these oh it was a that was a handicap match, I believe, between them him and MVP, and none of these matches were good. So your thoughts on the old monster Bobby Lashley? Would you trash, agree with trash, trash, um, <laughs> trash. <laughs> I mean, look, it was it was supposed to make Bobby look like a monster. I'm like, does he really look like a monster? Wow, he did somebody out bigger than him. That's trash. It's like, okay. It's like, if Lashley would have took out, like, Drew McIntyre, okay, that's, that makes you look like a monster. But you think that old monster don't really do nothing. It's like when they tried to get Undertaker to take out the great Khali and they tried to make him, oh, he just, he's seven feet tall. So that means he's just automatically good. Like, no. I don't, I don't get why they do that to tall people, but yeah, the match was not good at all. No, none, of, none of the matchups are good. Even when he speared off from the back. Yeah, he speared from the front <laughs> and the back. All oh, that suck. <laughs> Number eight. I, you, you, I don't know if you're going to disagree with me or not. Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. AEW all out. It wasn't the worst match. It was just disappointing. It was disappointing. That's why. That's why it I have was it kind of solid high. match. Like it, it, it was a solid match. Like it's not the like it's not the worst piece of garbage we ever seen. Other matches are worse than that, but it was definitely underwhelming by the build. Yes. Yeah, and I felt as though that out of all the stuff that it got time on that show, this should have been the one to get some time in. It, it just it got barely enough time, but they had a way much better lights out match on Rampage. So I recommend going to check out that matchup opposed to the all-out match, especially especially when it came to, came to the story behind it. Next, number seven, I have the casino ladder match from AEW All Out, same show, where you know. Uh, Is this the one where uh, it was Wardlow, Keith Lee? Uh, I, I, no, 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 it's not. No, no, this is the this is the one where uh, you know Magic's greatest secrets reveal came out and won the ladder match. 
Oh, oh, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When, when the whole fork in my day, he just said, went up there and just grabbed and, and grabbed, you know, grabbed the chip. I said, that okay. show, that show as a whole was iffy. Might like minus the MJF stuff. That whole show was iffy. Man. Look, I think that was one of the worst AEW shows this year. Um, number six, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns Elimination Chamber. Vince finally did his spear versus spear matchup. And I can't say they live up to the hype because there was no hype to it. It was like, you know, this match was 10 years too late. And uh, it sucked. Goldberg matches generally do just, just suck now. You know, it's hard to get, you know, a decent match out of this guy who's old and who just cannot work anymore. And this is the kind of, this is coming from a guy who is a huge Goldberg fan. And that match just did not resonate with the fans, and nobody cared. It ended at like below six minutes after Roman just choked Goldberg out. So, the end. Waste of Roman's time. Waste of Roman this time. What did Bret Hart have to say about the match? Uh, <laughs> Number five, I have. I decided, I'm trying to think where I want to put all this stuff. Um, Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi Blackheart, or Shotzi. Survivor Series. That, this match should be, huh? Well, you think it should uh, be higher? This match should be lower because nobody. This match was not supposed to be no like you would think Charlotte and Ronda would be a good match to be flopped. This match is like, eh, if okay, <laughs> like it, it flopped, it flopped. I don't really. No, I guess it's just me, maybe. No, no, I, I mean, I feel like, in other words, nobody had no expectations for this match going in the first place. I get it. Yes, it's not like, it's, it's like we were thinking this match was going to be one star and it was like half a star. It's like, eh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, but still bad. Number uh, four, I have The New Day versus Brawling Brutes, WrestleMania 38. I have this on they had here. A match? Huh? They had a match? Yes, remember, the, the reason why I put this on here is because. They, this was just after Biggie got his neck broke. This was supposed to be New Day versus the Brawl of Bruce Mania. Then, the new, then they show the footage. Then New Day come out in the Biggie singles for a tribute, and then they get squashed. Fuck them. <laughs> how do you do, how, how do you get squashed? You got the Biggie tribute going on. They just they show him get his because neck broke. Right Biggie back. sucks. <laughs> They gave him. They show him getting his neck broken right before the match starts, and you mean it to. And they go out there and get squashed. Screw that. Screw that. Number three. Jay Cargill versus Anna J. Double or nothing. And I know. I know. I know. Anna J. is gonna sneak on here somewhere. You, can't, you know I can't stay energetic. It was either going to be that one or the one with Athena because Athena I was actually expecting to be somewhat decent because Athena's in there. Mm-hmm. But that did not live up to expectations at all. But the fact that they even tried to make the seem like energetic could beat the record going into the pay per view at the first time, I was like, this is just a travesty of a match. I'm just like, it's like the blind leading the blind with energetic and Jay Cargill in there. And I don't, I don't, I don't get what people see in Anna J. I'm not an Anna J. fan. Like I said, I, I like Ty Conti more than I like Anna J. Oh, 
<clears throat> I, I, I know what you're looking at, but still. I'm just like, yeah, me personally, I wasn't feeling that. Would you agree with that, or would you have put the Athena match on there? Uh, I mean, one of them, one of them got to go. So, the uh, J match was worse, though, because there's a lot of missteps in that. Uh, quick, you know what? It's probably hot. Ooh, I don't know when it happened, so never mind. Let's keep going. If it's oh, not okay. on here, no, say, it, I got two more matches left, so if you want to add a match, you can. No, I don't know if you already have Cavett on here, so I have to see because I don't know if it was this year or last year. So okay. just keep it going. Well, here are my final two. And I it, it was either going to go one or the other. Number two, the Royal Rumble match. Oh, that's number one. What you talking about? Uh, <laughs> that, that, that Royal Rumble, it, first of all, the whole show in a whole was the worst. And they, and both rumbles were terrible. The women's one was terrible and the men's one was terrible. Especially the men's one with that we, we lacked no surprises. Shane came in at twenty eight. He was in there trying to square with Brock Lesnar. The only thing I probably like from the rumble the most is Bad Bunny getting in there and getting F five. <laughs> and then I want points. So that's it. Exactly. Exactly, and then, and, and then Pat McAfee on commentary, he was like, "Oh, don't you do that!" Oh, air five. He's like, "I know, yeah, yeah, exactly." That surprisingly though, why is why is Matt Bunny the same height as Brock Lesnar? I don't think I think he looked at that wrong. I'm about to say because Bad Bunny looked short. When I seen it, it looked like it looked like it looked like he was like maybe what Brock had like maybe three inches on. He could be told, but he damn sure he beef his Brock. I'm just saying. Nah, yeah, nah, beef at all. No, no. Yeah, he told that he told that F5 in, in all his sweats. I was just like, bad boy. Like, what kind of surprise? Did, no, everybody knew bad boy wasn't gonna win this damn rumble. That's mm-hmm. why I, I'm hoping Triple H in his first booked Royal Rumble that he because if have you heard the rumors about this Royal Rumble? Nope. But uh, maybe Stone Cold will be in it. You know. I mean, I I don't know. It'd be kind of cool, but I'm saying, but the whole match card. Seems to be looking pretty good if this was what's going to happen. Okay. So, I'm excited to see it. To be, complete, to, be, to be completely honest with you. And my number one worst match of 2022 is Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee. Oh, no. That's not a match. Come no, on. no. That was a match. They run that. That was what the match was supposed to be before they brought Austin Theory in there. He, and then he wanted to go in there. He rung that bell, and it wasn't no rocking air air rowing where he just went in there rock bottom six seconds. They had a fucking five minute match or three minute matchup where Vince does terrible offense, and he goes and get, does the punt kick with with a football. The Pat baby who has to sell for this guy, like it it with the worst possible offense there was. And Stone Cold tried to come out there and save the damn thing. And, you know, Vince delivers the worst stunner known to man in wrestling history to Vince McMahon. That whole thing sucked. It was an ego-driven thing that did not need to happen. After uh, Pat McAfee already had a decent match with a dope entrance with Austin Theory right before that. Mm-hmm. It didn't need to happen. Just like the Rumble. When you put the McMahons in there and in charge, they fucked the things up. Shane fucked the Royal Rumble up, got fired. Vince messed up this whole segment. Even Austin couldn't save it because he messed up the stunner. 
oh, I mean, was it hilarious? Sure. Was I dying laughing and crying? Sure. Did I want to see it over again? They didn't want to show me the replay? Sure. But that still does not change the fact of how the worst match of 2022 is Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee. And thank God they got somebody. Because people were actually talking about some Vince versus Pat. I was like, that that would be dumb in itself. They got Theory can go in there and, and Pat can hang with Theory opposed to McMahon. Uh, there's a match that you didn't name it. I put it. I don't know if it happened this year or last year, but I'm gonna think it happened this year. I don't know. Which Brick Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Uh, yeah. See, here's the thing. That was bad, but I was and I was sitting debating like at Revolution. I was sitting thinking like, it was it worse because I was like, maybe I should have some honorable mentions, but you can't really call them honorable when it's the worst. Because I was like, was it worse than Ronda Shotzi? Was it worse than? Yes, it was. I don't think it was to Ron and Shotzi. It's, uh, I don't know. Uh, you ain't see the whole match of that guy seen it. Uh, was it worse than... Because um, they missed a lot of shit. And was it worse than Jade and Anna J? Jade and Anna J had... Jade and Anna J, they were just not connecting. This this uh, Britt Baker and, and Thunder Rosa were like... They was going in slow motion. It was like they was hitting and like the hits were just like nothing. And it was like... It's like, oh, I'm gonna do an arm bar on you, but I'm not gonna hold your arm. I'm gonna just act like I'm holding it, and like it's not. It's, you can tell there's no contact at all, but you're still gonna sell it. And you, know, stuff the, like that. The, the, you know the problem with that is the problem is that they had a great match the year before. Yeah, but I think that because Thunder, that's the that's the uh, match Thunder Rosa Thunder Rosa had a boo boo face, meaning that like she knew she wasn't gonna win. Uh, you can tell in the intro that she wasn't gonna win. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, that. That, that was a pretty bad one. I just, out of all the women match I picked, I was just like, it was the worst than these ones. But yeah, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa definitely, uh, th- th- that definitely deserves a unwelcoming un- 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 spot on this list. All right, guys. So now, since we have got that filth out the way, we have talked about the worst matches of 2022. Now we have to go into what our best matches of, in our personal opinion, of 2022. And honestly, there were a lot of good matches here. I actually have 13, I, I would say. or But I, I do have my honorable mention. And then the rest are going to make it in my top 10. If Prime has a match, like, oh, look, fair warning, let me put it out there right to you guys right now. I did not, I repeat, did not see any uh, of the New Japan matches, such as you know, Will Ospreay versus insert name here because I know he. I forgot uh, who what some of the matches were. He had some great matches this year. Great matches. I didn't get a chance to go see all of them. Prime watches New Japan more than I do. He has more access to New Japan than I do, so I can't go on and watch any of those kind of matches. So none of those matches will be on my list. My list does contain AEW and WWE matches. I also. I know people will say Josh Alexander's had a, a damn good match of the year candidate. I with who? Uh, who was that person? He, he just fought like last month. I know you ain't talking about Bully Ray. Is that the one? Uh, well, no. Who, who who was the one that? Uh, I think it was supposed to be somebody that he fought that Bully Ray came out and accepted the match with Bully Ray. I, I don't know who it was. Cass? Was it? Was it Cass? I'm not sure. So, somebody. 
told me Josh Alexander's had a great match with one of them people. I was just like, I don't watch Impact like that to care. (laughs) I know he fought Kazarian for the title. He fought Willie Rays. Before that, I forgot who he fought, but I don't remember that name. It was Was Eric Young? Young? No, whatever match won an hour. Uh, I don't don't know the match. I don't even know. So it could have been Cass. Whatever match won an hour, they said it was that it, he really, you know, had had a match of the year. I was like, yeah, well, Impact not going to be on this list. Just saying. So, let's put it that way. But let's, my honorable mention, let's get this out of the way right now. Honorable mention, because I had fun with this match, and it really don't... Are, you, ha- about to, are you about to say Johnny Knoxville? I, I am. I'm about to say <laughs> Sammy and Johnny Knoxville. I'm sorry. The match, obviously... Yeah. I, does the match really have like a place to be at the best? I'm like, not really, but I had to put it on a mention because I love Jackass. I love the Jackass stuff. Johnny Knoxville didn't embarrass himself. We made body slam with Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, like, it's like it was like Home Alone and wrestling. And I was just like, and he did his best to excel all that stuff. And the only thing is, I'm like, the the mouse trap thing didn't work at the end. I was kind of hoping that you know they, they didn't they didn't botch that or anything like that, but. I thought I thought that, that that whole matchup was was really creative in doing it, and Sami Zayn deserves you know a nod for that. So that's one of my honorable mentions. Uh, Braun Breaker versus Ilya Dragunov versus JD McDunn in Halloween Havoc 2022 for the NXT Championship. You talk about a good triple threat match. This is the one that you need to talk about. Uh, these guys, uh, Braun Breaker was able to hang because you know we've seen Dragunov in. in done it before you know saying those are UK guys but from NXT UK with it, it, it was putting in work Braun Breaker able to, to to hang with both of them yeah I, I felt as though this was like a, a good showing for Braun Breaker and it was a really great matchup and then my last honorable mention is Anarchy in the Arena Jericho Appreciation Society taking on the Blackpool Combat Club this was what the stadium stampede is because you know it seems like at double nothing is their annual stadium stampede type matchup well since they since stadium stampede is more like a cinematic match in a way whereas you can record different things because they had fun doing that before this was more so along the lines of live action we just want to do things but what happened was it was just so much shit going on and it was so great at having that image of eddie kingston coming down bleeding like like a horror movie character trying to set Jericho on fire is just great uh, to me so those are my three honorable mentions do you have any honorable mentions um cause I think I remember hearing you talk about Ricochet and oh yeah Ricochet Carmelo Hayes was good yeah. um off the top of my head, I can't think of none right now. Okay. Well, I'll There's probably... one that I have, but you might have it on your list. I don't know. I'm going to just wait. Okay. Well, now we can go in and start talking about them a little bit more. So, when it comes to number 10, Cody Rose versus Sammy Guevara uh, ladder match for the TNT Championship on AEW Dynamite. Uh, I think that was... was... It wasn't a pay-per-view, it was a dynamite, wasn't it? 
No, I thought. I mean, I'm saying I thought that was like last year. No, that was the beginning of this year. Like, oh, okay. yeah, early because usually something happens like early in January or something that you kind of you kind of forget. People don't really start counting anything until WrestleMania on down. But uh, this was a really great ladder match, and Cody went out on his back knowing that the news that this man was coming back to WWE, come back home. And it was all which we talked about our 2022 stuff with Cody left up uh, the house that he created, helped create, and go back to WWE. And this one was just great, especially that springboard cutter perfectly executed A plus chef's kiss off the ladder from Sammy Guevara to Cody Rose. It was still a good matchup. It, 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 it had that, you know, because they had both the TNT championships up there, it had that, that Sean and Razor vibe. So, I enjoyed uh, this last match. You gotta recommend it to try to go out your way and see it. This is Cody's last match in AEW. Number nine. Sono. Say what? Sono. Sono. Uh. I was going to Bane. Sono. Oh, so, <laughs> the Bane. <laughs> uh, number nine. Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for WrestleMania 38. The match that, first of all, everything about everything was great. The entrances were great. The match was great. Uh, but I got a black eye. <coughs> and um, we made it through the matchup. And Becky put her over because Becky was the one who pinned her in, you know, 26 seconds at SummerSlam. And we had the whole story going through. Even though people was pissed, and I was one of them, that, that Bianca lost that way. Bianca gets her win back at WrestleMania. It wasn't in the main event, but her coming out with uh, HBC and Becky coming out with the Marvel stuff, I thought they had the most complete WrestleMania package on night one. Uh, minus, of course, Stone Cold and Kevin Owens, but I'm saying, but that right there was, you know, it was, was the second highlight of it. Would you agree with that match? Yeah, that match was real good. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it seemed like you know when it got the big moments like WrestleMania, so like that Bianca step up. So I, I'm already happy. We already know Becky's been there, so she she gonna go out there and she gonna go do her thing. So we know that. Next up for number eight, I have it for memory alone and wrestling moments alone, and that is Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens, night one of WrestleMania 38. Nice. Okay. Stone Cold Steve Austin comes back after 19 years and comes and comes back and shocks everyone because we knew he'll be back and we knew that he was going to go, go, go there and probably do. I thought he was going to do a Piper's Pit thing where he comes on there, does Piper's Pit, and he goes out there. Kevin Owens talks some trash and then he gets stunned. That's what I thought was going to happen. But him to come out there, them to give a whole KO show segment. That whole segment was like, what, 10, 15 minutes? And then they he challenged him to a no-holds-bar match right then and there. And they, they, they got another 15 minutes out of Austin. Where I thought it was going to be like, remember when Austin came back in No Way Out 2003 and just beat the shit out of Eric Bischoff? I told you they was gonna do a match. I told you it was gonna be like a no, a, a no DQ type of match. Yeah, but, he just yeah, yeah, but how, how good did you think Austin was going to be? Like, cause at first he started off sluggish. Like, well, I'm saying if I was, if it was a no DQ match, I thought he was just gonna beat him up and then hit a and then Kevin Owens hit a super kick or something and he hit a stunner 
and they just started beating them up and hitting them with stuff. That's what I thought. But yeah, know. but did I expect like a cannonball on the outside? Even though almost missed, I expect a suplex to Austin on the on the concrete. Did I expect them to, to do all the stuff on the stage cup? I didn't expect any half the shit, but him coming back and to hit and even did I even expect him to hit a stunner on Austin? His own th- no, I didn't expect all that shit. And it, it came out that I was like, you know what, Kevin Owens, you did the right move by staying with WWE and having that moment because it don't get no bigger than that. Main event WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin, get the fuck out of here. So I have to add it. I have to add it to my list. Number seven. I, I was trying to debate which one would be in my number seven, and I think I'm going to go with this one, and that's the last man standing match between Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. When country boy Brock, yeah, farmer Brock, country boy Brock, flannel Brock, whatever you want to call him, this, in my personal opinion, was the best match Brock and Roman had. Uh, since WrestleMania 31, this was the best match they had. They and they had a shit ton of dust from no matter what it was cage matches, the fatal four-way matches, one-on-one matches. It doesn't matter. This last man said match was the best match they had, especially when it, it showcased Brock as the uh, kind of like the face in the face and Roman as the heel, and he comes in with the tractor and lifts the ring up, all these feet and just and leaves it there. That visual. Of that last last week standing match, just that complete carnage of what they did, I thought just made for a decent matchup. And Roman still coming out and burying Brock, so that has to be number seven. Uh, oh, cause it was between that one and another one, which I, I I'm about to say. But um, how about you on that one? Did, did you enjoy that matchup too, or what? Yeah, no, I really liked it. It was real good. Uh huh. I think um. Yeah, that match was good. The only thing I probably didn't like about that match was how stupid Austin Theory was. How you gonna try to cash in on Roman and Brock Lesnar looking you right in the eye? But, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was. Uh-huh. But him getting knocked out by Tyson Fury though. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, did No, that happened at the ca- Clash of the Castle. My bad. Yeah, him trying to cash in on Brock with Brock Lesnar. That, that was just stupid. Num- so then that, that was number seven. Number six is the acclaim versus Swerve in Our Glory. AEW All Out. So, Prime saw this matchup live, I think. And I was like, I didn't understand the energy that was happening about him calling an audible for the tag team change. I was like, what, what happened? Because everybody was into this match. So I had to go back and watch the match. My God. my It's like some, it's like the acclaim were paper, and somebody just lit the paper, and it caught fire so quick. And you couldn't. It's like I, I did not understand where I, all this momentum came from. Like the crowd really wanted to see the acclaim be swerved without glory. Now I know me and Prime disagree. I'm just saying because they're like, well, we can we can make some money off of this match and, and put it in a bigger stadium where they can have more people and more things. Even and the second match was good, but it wasn't better than that first match. That that that, that first match was. Just hard to replicate, especially with all the false finishes and the near falls and things like that. So, my number six has to be Swerving Our Glory taking on uh, the acclaim. It, I agree with that. I agree with that. That was a, that was a good match, though. You was bad afterwards, though. But 
That was a good matchup. Uh, now, we made it through uh, half of the top ten. Now, we, uh, we kind of already know what the obvious top matches are. But my question to you is, did, is there anything that because we know what the top five sh- should be is there anything that, that, that I missed that you probably wanted to add I mean I still don't know if, it, if you got it up there but so I, I might still want to wait because it could be in your top five I don't know okay okay you know what then we'll, we'll, we'll keep on going okay now it's in the top five you know prime is good at top five so uh in the top five coming in at number five is the dog collar match CM Punk versus MGF AEW Revolution. Even though it, the full circle story did not happen at AEW, which is CM Punk's fault, uh, the whole story going into it of CM Punk, uh, you know, with his old Ring of Honor gear on, Pepsi plunging it to do the dog collar. It was, it was a fight. And having Wardlow come out there knowing the story between Wardlow and MJF and how he just left the ring in the middle and then walked off and how over nuclear over Wardlow was and CM Punk becoming the AEW champion. All that stuff combined, especially with the dog collar stipulation, which just makes up for a great encounter by these two. It, like I said, it does suck that MJF could not win the championship off of CM Punk, which should have happened. But that, you know, unfortunately is what, you know, happened. So, but it got to be CM Punk versus MJF in AEW Revolution's number five. Okay, okay. I like it. I like it. Number four. Good storyteller. All right, number four. Oh, should I switch him? No, I'm going to keep it. Number four. Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy, Forbidden Door. This is, has to be a testament of fate. The universe talking to you. However you want however you want to program this. And that is that Orange Cassidy Dead Night made a believer out of me. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I was not a big fan of Orange Cassidy giving at all. And I was just like, okay, I don't get it. You know, whatever. It's kinda like Dan Housing, but it wasn't as bad as Dan Housing, but I was like but then I was like, so eventually he's gonna have to like wrestle. And yes, he had some good matches with Jericho and had some good matches in, in, in other AEW talent. I was like, but we're talking about Will Ospreay here. Like, do you know who the fuck this is? And the only reason why it was Will Os- uh, it was Orange Cassidy is because half the cart was injured. Come for come for, uh, for Forbidden Door. Half of the cart was injured. And I mean, like, you know, the main event would have been dead. CM Punk was injured. He, he was supposed to go up against, um, because Moxie, whatever, was it Tomohiro Ishii? Uh, who? CM Punk? You know, remember CM Punk was supposed to go, go against who? Was oh, CM Punk was supposed to go against Tanahashi. Tanahashi, yeah. But then we ended up getting Moxie doing that. We were supposed, in that fatal four-way with Jay White, Adam Cole, uh, Okada, and, and it was supposed to be somebody else, and he got injured. And they had to put the other guy in there. Yeah, the, the, yeah a lot of people got injured. So, uh, Will Ospreay was supposed to take on, was it Andrade? I'm not necessarily sure, but uh, that's what Andrade would have said. But he had to be an orange Cassidy and boy, did they tear the house down in that matchup from everything from uh, close near falls to even 
uh, Will Ospreay ripping off Orange Cassidy's pockets and even going there pulling the, pulling the bird out. I thought it was great. That, that, that matchup, that matchup was great. Now, it's time for the top three. Coming in at number three, Cody Rhodes. Oh, my apologies. We'll turn that down. All right. Coming in at number three, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell, from Hell in a Cell, which will probably be the last Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, uh, you know, coming up because Twitch got rid of it. Because you, you never know what can happen in the future. But, yeah. Hell in a Cell 2022. Cody pulls his pec. Uh, he just rips his whole pec off the bone. It's a huge bruise. The blood clots up in, in there. Everything is just as purple and blue. When he takes his jacket off. Like, it's gnarly disgusting. But for him to go out there and have not a good, but a great Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins. Along with Seth, you know... Mocking his dad with the polka dot uh, tights on, and they actually took theirs like it, it really felt brutal and hard to watch at times. And that's how a Hell in a Cell match should be, and it should it should be meant to be to blowing off the few. And I think they did a good job uh, at doing that. And Cody also has something to prove to Vincent Man that he is here and he can be a main event player for him. So yeah. That, that that was him just like I'm going to prove this to Vince. That's what that that's what that was. So that has to come in number three. Do you, would you agree with that or would you put it higher? Because some people had this as their match of the year. I don't think it's my match of the year. But my bring it's a match of the year, but um, storyline wise of how they played it out, I can see why people would put it as their match of the year. Like because of, he was actually hurt and stuff like that. I can't see how people would have this as their match of the year. Yeah. Number two, come comes no surprise. Sheamus versus Gunther, Clash of the Castle. Can I? Sheamus is what forty five years old. And this past year, this man has been delivering banger after banger, after banger, after banger, and it's like he had a, a career resurgence this year. Like that's hard to do. He went out there, he did that, and I'm just saying, Sheamus props off yeah, to Yeah, I'll be honest. <laughs> I thought Sheamus' career was over when he was when the bar broke up. I was like, dang, now Sheamus ain't gonna have nothing to do. Shit. Look at the look at Sheamus that like like people is enjoying Sheamus. I'm just saying, like, you know, Sheamus is one of the most underrated people that they got. But I'm like, but this past year, like the matches he's been having, especially with Goofy, oh my god, that was a classic. Like Sheamus was beat to shit. After that matchup, chest all red and everything, and then, of course, he gets a standing ovation uh, from the from uh, the audience in Cardiff. It, it was just a great visual to see. I'm just like, I'm, I'm mad that they're not going to run it back so Sheamus can win the championship because it looks like they got some plans for uh, Guthrie anyway for WrestleMania, and I'm not sure how I feel about those. I think you probably heard the plans already, right? If you did or you didn't. Uh, I think yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I am good. Um, so now, when it comes to my number one, I'm cheating a little bit, but I have to. And when it comes to my number one match of the year, it's 
FTR versus the Briscoes trilogy. Damn tag team matches that don't that they had from the first one to like you rarely see matches get better as they go on. You rarely see that. And some people may argue why I like the first one a little, a little bit better, but it's, it's not like the the second one sucked and then we get to third like and the, the finale being a dog a double dog collar matchup. These teams brought like showed you what tag team wrestling is about and the Briscoes just show, you know, how much they you know, they, they can work and how much of a you know, uh asset they could be, especially to the Ring of Honor brand. But FTR, because if Dax Harwood is not even considered for wrestler of the year by himself, for the match he's had by himself this year, it's a travesty. But having them together as a group, my God, FTR killed it this year. They killed, especially almost winning all the belts at the same time. Still not the AEW Tag Team Championships, but they from AAA to Impact to Ring of Honor and all that stuff like that. They they have been out there just been belt collecting and having them in the Briscoes. You can't pick just one. It's it's a trilogy of matches, and I I went and picked that whole trilogy of matches as my okay. best match of the year. I have a few honorable mentions. Well, not, I just have something I want to mention. Um, okay. I don't know how you gonna feel about this one, but I mean, I, I, I look. It was a good match to me. I enjoyed myself. Logan Paul and Roman Reigns. You, you know what? I can't get. I, you know what? That should have been in my honorable mention also. Logan Paul. Logan Paul, my God, how much I can't stand Logan Paul has come in there and shown that he can go out there and do this. And it's like, I mean, he could do it well. I, I, I'm almost ready to say he does it better than Pat McAfee. Yeah. Hey. And Pat McAfee is good. Like, Pat McAfee has shown that he can do this as well. But it looks, but I'm just saying that it looks like Logan Paul can just do this more, a little bit more crisper than Pat McAfee can. Yeah. Um, I would say either that. Uh, I'm gonna say the elite versus uh, was it Ozzy Open? Yes. It's a uh, Will Ospreay and his group. Uh-huh. And they had the, the trios match. That was a very good match to me. Oh, that's right. I forgot all about that one. Yes. Um, I think this happened this year, but I'm not sure. Uh, Brian Danielson and, and Hangman Page when they went an hour. That happened this year. Oh well, yeah, that's definitely up there then. Yeah, at the at the oh my god. It, that was man. I did miss some bangers. I'm glad you you brought them to my attention. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> this is kind of cheating too. Uh, mostly every Dax Hartwood match in that in that um in the classic way, with the Bret Hart the Owen Hart Cup. Yeah. Most of his matches in there was good too. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if Dax Hartwood should at least be like top six in wrestling of the year. <laughs> I'm just saying. I said, but it's yeah. how good this is. It's how I mean, good this I mean, he, he, he's, he's very good. He's very good. Did you ever see any of those New Japan matches I was was, was talking about or no? Uh, I didn't see. I didn't see that much New Japan matches because um, once Kenny and them, like once a, a lot of people left, I was like, I watch them, but I don't, they, they don't hit the same. Okay. And like I said, I, I just don't like Jay White and Jay White for some reason is they dude over there. So I'm like, okay. Like Okada, 
wasn't doing nothing for a long time until Forbidden Door. Then it was like, oh, we got to give him, give him the title. And as soon as Forbidden Door was over, then they gave it back to Jay White. Jay White still has it. So, you know. Mm. So, yeah. That's a switchblade for you. I hope Adam Cole comes back healthy this year so we can get some more Adam Cole because I miss him. Mm-hmm. You know, because Adam Cole. Hey, 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 Mr. Annie. Yeah. Where's the lie? What? <laughs> I wish I had talked about that earlier during the worst parts. Like, you know, everybody be quiet. And that's how I sounded. Damn, oh. I say that. I, I use that almost every day now. Ever since <laughs> where is the lie? And I was like, I mean, folks, where's the lie? <laughs> 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 yeah. No reaction, no fanfare. <laughs> whatsoever that's hilarious to me that's hilarious uh they, they already be quiet in the impact arena and you just been like you can hear a pin drop I literally you could probably hear the, the tumble we going down the aisle cause you know this you could probably hear the production people uh, changing the camera angles you know <laughs> everything you can hear and by the way, I was like yeah that has to be uh, embarrassing so that, that that was our top matches of 2022 i hope you guys enjoyed those top matches here um and what we'll see you know when we do our next podcast we will do what we predict will happen in 2023 so that should be fun and we also go over what we got right and got wrong at the same time so that's gonna be a little bit of fun also so yes uh real quick before we get out of here though a couple of awards if if you would so choose so yourself of who you find kind of like how they do in the NBA from MVP and you know most improved and stuff like that right now who is your superstar of the year oh that's actually very hard to say well for for me I'm going with John Moxley yeah I was going to say it could be John Moxley I was going to think I was thinking MJ if I was like now he didn't even wrestle that much so yeah, pro- probably Moxley. Yeah. Uh, if not Moxley, then yeah, no, it's got to be Moxley because everybody else is good or okay, but they're not like consistently good. Like the Moxley has been consistently good. Uh huh. So yeah, I'll, I'll say Moxley. Uh, let me see. Um. Uh... Women's Wrestler of the Year, because you know, Super Saiyan probably should level up, but it's kind of hard. Uh, Women's Wrestler of the Year, I'm gonna say <laughs> either Bianca Belair, yeah, Kari Zayn, or um, what about Jamie Hader? You don't think? Oh, I was gonna say Jamie Hader, but I don't think she like she she caught fire at the end, so she did. I was like, would you cheating if I say that? Uh, I don't know. She she, 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 she did catch fire at the end though. Yeah, I would say probably Bianca or, um, you know, Kari. Kari's in it. Uh, uh, tag team of the year. I'm FTR. It has to be FTR. FTR, oh. you think? Uh, all the championships they, championships they won, and of course, I'm throwing in Dax Hardwood's, you know, match encyclopedia in there also that he had all the great matches. But who would you have tag team? I would say either FTR or the Usos. Usos were good, 
But I gotta play it to y'all over though. For them being belt collectors and for for Dex Hardway going out doing his main event Jay Uso push. <laughs> they they about lost all them belts now. Uh, yeah. See, I mean I'm, I mean yeah now but I mean you know. They didn't have them for a while, but it's like it's so weird how they lost them. Like it ain't even like, you know how like how Kenny lost all his belts over time. Yeah, it's like they all losing their belts in like the span of like a week. Well, maybe they had to go home and rest, or you think some indie days or something, something happening. Yeah, but it wasn't the indie days. They they all the indie championships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have the AEW championship. They had all indie. Well, okay, okay. They lost the Ring of Honor championships. Yeah. They are going. They lost the other championships too. Triple A. Yes. Okay. And then at Wrestle Kingdom, they probably gonna lose the 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 uh, IWGP championships too. Mm. So that's all in the span of like two weeks that they lost their belts. And- so who knows? Sure, though. You know what? Yes, don't know. I mean, folks. Who is your rookie of the year? Rookie of the year? Can I say Logan Paul? I could. I was going to say Logan Paul also. And I, I, I was saying about, you know, this is the first full year of Braun Breaker. And I was like, you know, Braun Breaker had a good year also. You know, he did come later. No, nah, I wouldn't count Braun Breaker because. I want to count Brown Breaker. Well, I, all my votes are going to Logan Paul. But if not, if not Logan Paul, well, okay, we mean just we don't mean all of it. We just mean like because I was gonna say I was gonna say Roxanne Perez, but I'm like nah, I would give. I, I, he, I mean, Roxanne, she's not. Roxanne Perez is pretty cool, also, but she, I, she, I, I, she's not a rookie though. So I'm like, man, I can't really. I mean, she would. I mean. You gotta think like you know, oh, she just kind of really came out and started stuff this year. Yeah, but I mean, like she's already won the Ring of the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. She's won every championship you can win in NXT. Even though she did all that this year, she could be you know, in in the running for one of the women's wrestlers of the year. But I don't think she's a rookie because she's 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 been you know been there for a while. She's been wrestling for a while. But if you want to talk about in WWE, then yes, she's yeah. probably could be real. But I'll still, I'll still go with Logan Paul. Uh, yeah. I, I got two more unless you want to find some other uh, ones. But worst wrestler of the year. Mm. Boom! No, um, I'll still go with Omos. Oh, uh, see, you, you name a few that you actually watch wrestle. I, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can't help. I'm trying to. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I know. I don't watch all my matches, so. You mean I watch them, but I'm just saying. But uh, Ronda Rousey. Oh, it's actually pretty a pretty decent one because it seemed like she only had one good match. That was that match on on Friday with Raquel Rodriguez or Gonzalez. What? What's his name now? Raquel Rodriguez. I think, I think now now is Rodriguez. Yeah. So that was a, a a good a good matchup. She had that. So okay, I'll give her that. But yeah, you know, Ronda's not a bad pick actually because she had just not have not been here this this year. I mean, folks, where is the lie? <laughs> hey, 
And when it comes to most improved, <clears throat> uh, hard to think. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb because I heard somebody say this. I was like, I kind of agree with it. Tiffany Strat. I mean, I don't watch it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. So I don't. I don't know. Um, she she has really updated. A, you know, improved in the ring and everything else as well. And I was just like, hmm. You're thinking, like, you know. I really don't know. I mean, honestly, you, you could say Jamie Hayter. You, you know what? You can't, say, you can't say Jamie Hayter. She went from a lackey to a world champion, so you could say Jamie Hayter. But, I mean, I've been liking Jamie Hayter. She's been a good wrestler for years, so. Um, I, I I low key really wanted to be Jade, but it's not. No, it's not Jade because Jade just like Jade is consistent though. Like Jamie Hader was like booked like like two minute matches, and then she became the champion. Booked in three minute matches. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. So, but I, I'm gonna go with Tiffany Strat on that one. But those were our quick highlights of. 2022 the good the bad and the match stuff like that i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast uh happy new year to everybody out there i know by the time you listen to this it is the new year so happy new year we will be back next weekend for the start of 2023 and we're going to give get this fantasy out the way we're going to get uh, these predictions out the way and uh we'll be guided whatever other residues is out there we are, we are going to talk about it so make sure you guys stay tuned for all that great stuff and i appreciate prime i mean prime out here it was a great year that uh we had here on the podcast we made a couple of milestones we reached 200 episodes this past year so hopefully next year if we do like we're supposed to do an, ep- an episode a week we will actually be close to cl- very close to 300 episodes so that is the plan. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but all right, guys. So, uh, make sure you guys go check out the Nerd Guys to Talk podcast. Uh, you listen to the No Give Me Seen Wrestling podcast. Check out Junk Thoughts Over Time. Check out Turntables Hip Hop Culture and Beyond. Make sure you guys check out the Prime Nostalgia podcast with him and his boy Deep Boy TV. Check out my main man Q Flow, who does all the music for the channel and. We are getting ready to get out of here. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll see you next mm-hmm. weekend. So once mm-hmm. again, this is NC and Place with Children. We're saying Andy and not Deion. Not Deion says prime time. All right, y'all. All right. And Q-Flow, wherever you're at, have a happy New Year and take us out. to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five either way it's fun and you're hearing it live join with your host mr a and e yeah you know it's the place to be it's in c